Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicament Blog Talk Radio. I first want to thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning. I also want to thank my loyal listeners who are out there listening and have been sharing the information as it relates to the numerous topics that we talk about um, twice a week. So again, thank you. Now today, as I always say, these topics are good topics, they're interesting topics, but they're things that come either to my attention personally or someone may perhaps say, hey, Jeanette, let's talk about this. Or even as a licensed marriage family therapist, sometimes these are things that I am hearing on a day-to-day basis. And, and this part of it is to, to educate, provide resources, to motivate and encourage individuals as they are dealing with a lot of life challenges, which today's topic is entitled self-love. And when we talk about self-love, people would say, okay, Janelle, what do you mean about self-love, loving myself? That should be something that we should automatically know how to do. But when we start talking about love, love means different things to different people. I am really, I don't want to say honored, but I am glad that the individuals came up with the love languages, quiz to give individuals insight into even what people's love language is. Because a lot of times, like I said, we'll say, well, I love this, I love that, I love this about them, I love that about them, I'm in love, I love you. And it gets so confusing to yet individuals, like I said, still lack the love for themselves. Now, I'm going over some of the stuff that I had posted on Facebook when I was putting the show together. And I asked a question, and I put it out there, also even in a statement. How you treat yourself is very important. And we're going to even be talking about that more on today's show, because how you treat yourself will also be a gateway of how other people may treat you. And a lot of times people are not even, not even aware of that. Because, like I said, we start talking about the love languages where it could be people like quality time, individuals like words of affirmation, individuals like physical touch, you know. So those are just a few, just to name some of them. But some individuals view that as just being love. Now, but again, how you treat yourself. It will also impact how other people treat you. And self-love is also known as love of self. Is something people struggle with. And I say that because I found in a lot of relationships, individuals will talk about, oh, I can't live without this person, or I love this person. And it's not just a female issue. A lot of times individuals think, well, females love deep. And I learned that some men love just as deep as some females. Or what happens is they'll love or say they love a person more than they love themselves. But I want to say, we talk about self-love and something people struggle with, but self-love is not selfish. One cannot truly love another unless they love themselves. Meaning if I meet someone or I'm dating someone, I don't 
want them to be talking about they love me more than life itself or they love me more than they love themselves. No, because just as much as you love, it's easier to hurt. So when we start talking about that, this, I want you to keep that in mind in regards to one cannot truly love another unless they love themselves. And I know that it could be a journey. It requires skill as well as practice. That's why some individuals go to therapy for this or find them a life coach or have to get to the root of where they come to grip to where they started disliking certain things about themselves. I'm not going to say hate because hate is a very strong word, but where they started falling short in some areas, in some cases it's because of words that they may have heard as a child that was told to them by someone that was supposed to love them as a parent, or it could have been a teacher, or it could have been a sibling. We can break people down with words and not even realize it. Now, there are benefits in regards to learning to love yourself, because it can help one recognize when they're in a toxic relationship, meaning, I'm not going to nobody treat me like that. I love me. Or, It can help one come out of their comfort zone as well as obtain happiness. A lot of times I have heard people say, well, I'm not happy or I'm trying to make them happiness, happy. Being happy is one's own responsibility. You have to make yourself happy. So again, it is a choice. We're going to talk about it. And I want to hear your thoughts. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please give me a call at 516-387-1914 because you know I do not like talking to myself when I am doing these shows. So give me a call because I want you to join me. And I want to hear your thoughts as it relates to this topic because I know a lot of individuals have their own perception as it relates to self-love or love of self. Now, bringing up this topic and talking about this topic, I want to go over some of the information that I ran across. And like I said, I am a licensed marriage family therapist, and sometimes individuals come to me for relationship issues, meaning that they may have relationship anxiety. A lot of times individuals are afraid that they're not enough for the person that they're with. And even when we start talking about being equally yoked, in my opinion, okay, and that's my opinion, when we talk about equally yoked or being equally yoked, that don't have much to do with love or self-love, meaning are you, do you have a lot in common? Do you guys have the same faith? Do you have guys have the same goals and, and um things that you want to do are accomplish in life. So equally yoke is different, in my opinion, in, in regards to love. Now, I want to go over some ish, some questions, and it talks about not only just questions. It talks about habits. What happens is individuals, we start talking about bad habits. There's some things that start happening that individuals start seeing when they are in a relationship with someone, with their friends, with someone. And a lot of times we talk about love, 
we always thought that if a person was beautiful, they loved themselves, they had a lot of high self-esteem, and we found that to be so untrue. Now, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, meaning what some individuals may find as beautiful, others may not. And what others may find to be less attractive, somebody level. So that's definitely for sure. So when I'm looking at this, and I, I found this it's on healthline.com, they talk about 13 steps to achieving that total self-love. But when we start talking about that, there's some bad habits that some individuals engage in in regards to ways that they show that they don't love themselves. Now, one of the things that I'm looking at, and it talks about that this individual said that they were struggling last year with mental health from depression and anxiety. They was looking around at other beautiful, successful individuals and wonder, how do I, how do they do it? How do they feel so good about themselves? And they wanted to find out, and they wanted to share it with other individuals who wanted to feel happy, because some people think that that's just a form of happiness. And this is one of the things that they talked about, and they talked about 13 recipes for self-love or a simple practice and manifested in their benefits. So one of the things that they said, and we started talking about these habits and things of the nature, Stop comparing yourself to others, meaning we're socialized to be competitive. So comparing ourselves to others can seem natural, but it's also dangerous. There's no point in comparing yourself to anyone else on the planet because there's only one you. Rather, focus on yourself and your journey. The shift of energy alone will help you feel free. So a lot of times individuals feel that or demonstrate that they don't love themselves because they're comparing themselves to other people. You know, sometimes it's movie stars and sometimes it's sometimes we compare ourselves to others that are rich or we feel that they're famous. But we don't know what these individuals go through. I was watching some, um, something on YouTube the other day and a guy on a breakfast club. And a lot of times individuals speak with so much confidence and they're very competent you know, we got people out here committing suicide, having suicidal thoughts, dealing with depression, relational issues. Sometimes you don't know what another person is going through unless you walk in their shoes. So again, stop comparing yourself to others. The second one that they indicate on here is don't worry about other people's opinion. A lot of times individuals will beat you down. Right before I got on the show, I was talking to an insurance company and I straight out told the woman, look, you guys go mess around and I'm going to be calling my lawyer because I'm not playing. I am so not the one. And I mean that because a lot of times individuals can have an opinion of you and it's just that. It is their opinion. So in the same vein, don't worry about what society thinks or expects of you because first of all, you cannot make everybody happy. And being a therapist, many of us out there are doing the best we can to help individuals go through what they're going through, but yet a lot of times some of the things that they feel get projected onto the therapist, and then they'll have an opinion of the therapist is just part of their defense mechanism or what they're projecting, and they don't even realize it. So again, we can't make everybody happy, everybody don't want to be saved. 
And I learned some people don't want your help. Some individuals just want to vent, and that's okay. So again, don't worry about others' opinion. You can't make everyone happen. So this could be a waste of time, and it will only slow down your journey to being the best you if you go around worrying about everybody else's opinion. Another area, allow yourself to make mistakes. We're told again and again at a very young age that nobody's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. But it depends on what kind of mistake you're making. Now, I got a caller calling in, so let me log him this person on. Give me one second. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? Hi, Jeanette. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? This is V. Rodney Lauderdale. Okay, Rodney Lauderdale. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you because I do not like talking to myself when I'm doing these shows. But I'm talking about self-love. And I'm on the third one, and it talks about allow yourself to make mistakes and nobody's perfect. And a lot of times we start talking about self-love. You know, a lot of times, even from a, and I said, even with a female and a male, a lot of times people think of that from a female's perspective of self-love, but there's a lot of men that struggle with self-love also, or they overcompensate. So I want to thank you for joining me on the show, but I want to hear your perspective on this as it relates to self-love and love of self, because it ain't like we're, you know, taking it overboard, but First, I want to hear your perspective, and then I'm going to go over some of the other things so we can piggyback off of some of this information. Yeah. Well, self-love is kind of like being selfish, stubborn, self-centered. But then I I really never understood love because I never could understand how to forgive myself. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's just the thing with men it, it makes us seem weak It's pride It's the various emotions That us men deal with You know uh-huh. As you all As you all say We wired different mm-hmm. So I really just wanted I, I thought this over the weekend As you spoke on that topic But I really want to just Listen a few minutes and then I could elaborate a little more in detail. That, no problem, because but I'm going to go back to something. I'm going to go back to something, Ronnie. You said it's selfish. It's not selfish to love yourself. But if you love yourself but mistreat others, then it can be viewed as selfish and self-centered and narcissistic. But to not love yourself, you're not going to be happy. So, therefore, how can you go and tell somebody you love them when you don't love yourself? You mistreat yourself. And a lot of times men will wind up with women that lack that love for themselves, pour all of their energy and what they can give themselves into another person. You've got to have that balance. So self-love is not selfish. It's how you treat yourself. I'm not going to dog me out, mistreat me, and then go to another person and say, but I love you, baby. You know, I'll do anything in the world for you. Or, you know, and I'm miserable. I'm unhappy 
I'm, you can't make me happy if I'm not happy. That's where we right. get caught up in those toxic relationships. Mm. Okay? So I want to help you with that. Yep. So it's not selfish. To love yourself is not selfish. But to love yourself to the point to where you mistreating others, you're taking from them, and it's all about you, or if it's a one-sided relationship, that's a whole other issue. That's not self-love. Because if you loved yourself, you wouldn't mistreat another person. Well, I went to prison. I did a long time. And during that time, I went to prison. I, I, I didn't know love. I really didn't. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't a baby of six. I was not like in a home where I was told I loved every day. I began to love mm-hmm. the things I did and the people that I ran with in the streets, like Peter Reese. Wait, wait. No, you didn't put my childhood friend out there from the kindergarten. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And these are the people I love. I got more attention from them than my own brothers and sisters. Yeah. So, you know, growing up and getting involved in this uh, secular life, which led to criminal activity and going to prison, you lay in that cell long enough, you begin to understand that we never really cultivated a real love. We didn't. We didn't. You're right. You're right. But you're right. But then I began to read my Bible, and then I began to understanding the real meaning of love, and that was really, you know, to learning to treat others the way you want to be treated, doing unto others that you had them do unto you. It, it, it becomes a I don't know the exact word. So what you did or what happens is you learn to establish a relationship with a higher power. You learn to love the love of God. You learn the promises. You learn that he's a comforter. You love that he, you learn that, you know, that it's unconditional love. You learn a different type of love. See, the problem is growing up in Compton, we didn't know what love was. And like I tell people in a heartbeat, as many times as I've been married, I did not learn how to let a person love me until I got in my 50s. I had no idea because, first of all, those individuals were not capable of loving me because they didn't love themselves. And, see, I viewed more or I looked more highly on respect because I felt if you respected me, you wouldn't respect me because I had self-love for myself, but I didn't know how to trust that other individuals may have had my best interest because they were lacking in self-loving themselves. And I saw that. So because I saw that, it was a different type of love when we're talking about a relationship. And that was what I was talking about earlier about individuals being equally yoked. A lot of times individuals were not equally yoked. Back when we were younger, we just did things because we learned how to survive. And individuals was getting caught up with the love of money. They was getting caught up with the thrill. They was getting caught up with a whole lot of things that was toxic, but we didn't know it was toxic until we got older, and now we're seeing the aftermath of it. Self-love, you know, a lot of our failed relationships was the cause 
a self love agenda. But how do you how do you yeah, figure how, yeah. how, how do you how do you figure that it's the the fail uh, I mean across the fail relationship because of self love because because we was looking for love we wanted to be loved we wanted that television type marriage and intimacy we wanted that white picket fence so things we did. It was more external. Got you. I, 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 but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, Rodney. You're right. I agree with you. But if you if you think about it and you analyze even what we saw on TV, there was still some dysfunction, and we didn't really know what the love of self was about. We were looking at it from a way of getting out of our situations that we were in. And to be honest with you, it wasn't that it was really bad situations because our parents owned their own home. Our parents did the best that they could for us. We were, you know, we went to school. We did these things, but we were rebelling. We were resisting because we was taught that Compton was a bad place. I was talking to my daughter today, and I told my daughter, I said, you know what? I will never sell my Compton home. Never. Because even with all the drive-bys now, even all the stuff that's going on, like my daughter said, Mom, all they want is the property. So they can fix these right. houses up, overprice them. And so the thing is with love. Now, you, you, if you love yourself, you're not going to go out and do some of the things that people do. I'll put it to you like this. If you got on a three-piece suit, a Stacey Adams shoes, and you just got your hair cut and you looking good and you smelling good and somebody come up and mad dog you, you ain't going to fight nobody because no. you love yourself. But if you already hurting, if you already not feeling right, if you're not taking care of yourself and somebody comes say something to you, you're ready to beat the hell out of them. That's but what, what about like self-esteem and all that stuff? That plays a role in how you feel about yourself, your esteem. And the key word is self, how you feel about you. Nobody can make you feel about you but you. Now, we got another call coming in. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments. How are you doing? Number ended in 64. Hey, cousin, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? Tell her I said she got Hello. a lovely voice. You know oh, what? Thank you. <laughs> okay, Kenzie. <laughs> when we talk about self-love, what is your perception on this? Because this is an interesting topic because a lot of people are getting confused. Rodney was thinking that self-love can ruin relationships. Like, in other words, you love yourself. But you got to love yourself. you got to be oh, wow. into you because if you're not, you can't be into nobody else because can't nobody give you what you can give yourself. So, cousin, first tell the listeners who you are. And he's talking about your voice. He ain't even seen you yet. But uh um, <laughs> so lovely though. And see, that's what I'm talking about. This see, self love can't get in this. It's like this is an attraction here. But hold well, on, I'm Jeanette, gonna I you, interrupt. I'm gonna tell you, my cousin loves herself. <laughs> tell them, cousin. But Jeanette, I, I just want to say one thing. I turned 54 October 19th. I think I'm healthy and handsome. But, Jeanette, this is the first time ever, ever breathing in my life. I looked myself in the mirror and said, I love you, Rodney. And my life has been better since my birthday. I just, mm-hmm. I would love to have someone 
uh, as special as you ladies in my life to really help me. I, I See, I need nurturing. You know, I'm just now beginning to live. I spent half my life in prison with men struggling with in prison with homosexuality, men killing each other, and I'm I'm, I'm cut from the cloth. So these were things um, like like I'm happy Sherman Red is out now. Mm-hmm. Now he's a prime example of learning to love himself. Mm-hmm. I him now because. Because I knew him as a child. Mm-hmm. And we did both. So I'm using mm-hmm. him, but what I think that, I don't know, it's just, it takes a oh, couple of Rodney, 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 you said the key word. I am starting to love myself. I can look in the mirror. It's when you I look in the no mirror money. and you don't like the person you see or how you feel about no. yourself. Nobody else Never can nurture me. you or pour into you if you don't believe it. Now, we got another the caller shame. on the line because I know my cousin was supposed to say who she is, but I think this is another call, and I want to say this may be my auntie. I don't know. Let me see. Yes, I am. I'm listening. Oh, this is Mr. Hamilton. Hello, Mr. Hamilton. How are you doing? <laughs> I heard your voice. I'm doing all right. Okay. Okay, cousin Larissa. Did you did Rodney say that if you have self love then it could ruin a relationship? Yes. He said it's selfish. Okay. How okay, so I need to hear why he says or feels that way. Because we can be self centered sometimes. Um in a relationship we sometimes lose touch with consideration for each other's feelings. We sometimes say things that we shouldn't say. Uh you know, and a woman is wired different. She's sensitive. She's a lady. See, I had to learn and develop these characteristics on, I think I know how to love a woman today, loyally, faithfully, and compassionately. But up to about the time I got out of prison and after a marriage, I was a little bitter because my wife left me when I was in prison. What the, what the, what the feds didn't take, she took and ran. So I was kind of bitter and, mm-hmm. uh, and okay. getting out. Can I say this real quick? Can I say this real quick? It affected me finding work. A lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's something that was internal with me I was dealing with. Internal? Okay, so this was okay, It doesn't sound like you're describing someone who is loving themselves as self-love. Mm-hmm. That sounds like self-absorbance. When you... That, or, or even being uh, uh, vanity, because when you have self-love, it allows you to love others more freely because you have so you have more to give. Okay, mm-hmm. so when you're dealing with someone who's treating you the the way that you just described, that sounds like someone that's insecure, someone who is self selfish rather than selfless. When you have mm-hmm. self-love, you're 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 prone to be more selfless because, like I said, you have more love to pour into others. And you have more confidence well, see, in yourself. I never yourself. saw it in that light, though. I never saw it in that light. That's why you we're know? talking about it. That's why we're talking about it. Because a lot of people have it. you got to have that balance. So it's not selfish. What you're talking about is being self-centered, self-absorbed. Absorbed. That's a whole different thing. Like love ain't got nothing to do with that. Yeah, love ain't got nothing to do with that. 
Okay, um, yeah, thank you. You want to find someone who loves themselves because if you're dealing with someone who does not love themselves, you're going to deal with insecurity. Yes, you're going to deal with her accusing you of things that's, that's unreal, untrue, because of the way she feels about herself. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Hamilton, what do you want to add to this topic? And thank you for calling in about self-love. Because you know I used to think you thought you was all that in a bag of chips. Until I learn later. <laughs> <laughs> well, now when, like the man said, once I matured a little bit, I kind of learned from those mistakes. Right. But right. I, I do believe that you have to love yourself first in order to love others. If you can't learn to love yourself, I don't see logically how you can love others. But some people say that's possible too. But I think first self-love should be starting with your, with yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know we what? need to know ourselves before we can you love. Do, not only not only know yourself, you got to nurture yourself. You got to grow too. So you got to yes. like yourself, and you got to remember your value doesn't lie in your body look. A lot of times we get so caught up in the physical attributes. Yes, well, you know, I, I used to be teasing about my big nose. And um, Mr. Hamilton used to always call me um, Brainy Smurf. So, <laughs> I'm thinking about Mr. Hamilton, our fourth period science teacher at Centennial. No, this is a different Mr. Hamilton. This is Devon Hamilton. No, no so, he was mean. This man was yeah. mean. Yeah. So another thing is, like I said, we got to remember our values doesn't lie in how your body looks. But, and Larissa, Larissa cousin, you know this. But if you know your body is looking good, it makes you feel good, too. Can you speak yeah. on that a little bit? Because it doesn't value in how it looks, meaning that if it ain't tight, right, and all of that don't mean you got to not love yourself. You can work on yourself. Well, Help us with that's that. like we, we were raised materialistic, and then when some of us went to prison, some didn't even, I, I'm thankful I got a degree while I was there, but a lot of men didn't do nothing but lift weights all day. They were, I mean, you you ever, uh, uh, it's an old saying, um, uh, you know how you can have two people standing there looking good until he started talking, he's babbling, he don't know nothing. <laughs> and that's what, you know, um, it's no Bible scripture says even a fool is thought to be wise if he keep his mouth shut. So, um, okay. men, a great percentage of men in prison, they have all the tools for betterment, to learn to love. They have those are called life skill classes. But we spend time reading urban books and lifting weights, doing push-ups and burpees. But part of that, yeah. too, Rodney, Rodney, not to cut you off, because I want Larissa and, I mean, my, my cousin to speak and um, Mr. Hamilton, but part of that is part of why you're in there is they say rehabilitation, but it's learning to survive. So yeah. it's a whole different mindset. But that don't mean you stop loving yourself. It becomes a survival. It becomes a what am I going to do, the fear, because you can't show fear. It's about respect is viewed differently. The exactly. whole Mentality is different. So then when one gets released, then they go back and try to acclimate back into society, and that could be an issue because they don't trust. But you spoke on two things. One of them is the bitterness. It's hard to love when one is bitter. 
and the anger. Anger is a valid emotion, but anger has to be used appropriately and to use to help motivate one versus to come out and seek revenge and be mad at the world. So that's part of the, I got to get you before you got to get me. So a lot of times when men come out of prison, it's not that they're bad men. It's sometimes it's the thought process can be a right. problem. Okay, so cousin, go back into talking about because you're an expert in this in regards to remember your value doesn't lie in how your body looks, but that can be changed. Wait. Okay, so you said your what did you make? Hold on. Your value. You a lot of times a lot of times people put love and value in what they look like. Meaning, oh well I'm this, oh I'm that, nobody's gonna like me, so I don't like me. You can't put it into right. your, what your body looks like. But you can work on it because it can make you feel good about yourself. Right, right. And because we live in a society where images is, quote, unquote, important to most people, um, it, it drives people to feel like they are worthy because of the way they look. So it goes back to self-love and how you feel about yourself mentally. So if you're mentally strong and you love yourself, it wouldn't matter no, uh, what anybody thought of you. Okay, but if you're if you don't love yourself, then you can fall into that trap of trying to please and you know look look at uh, the image of the world how they want you to look. I was there before myself, right? Um, being like when I was younger, people were like, "Oh my gosh, you're so skinny, you're so skinny, you're so skinny." So I didn't love myself because I thought because most men they wanted a thick woman, although I was. Thin, but I, you know, I was considered skinny. Okay, so mentally it messed me up until I got into womanhood and realized who I am and start really valuing and loving myself. So where I got to the point where I don't care what other people people think. I know that I'm healthy. Okay? Right, right. So that's which I agree with self love and how you feel about yourself because when I first started my fitness journey. My thing was this. Okay, I was, I'm a 5'11", okay? I was 143 pounds, right? That's when I was, like, skinny, but not, like, bone, bone skinny, but society saw me as skinny because most African-American men like, quote, unquote, thick girls. So my thing was I like African-American men, so, oh, no, I don't want to be skinny. I need to be thick so I can get a man, okay? Mm. But what mm. I was doing is I was damaging myself. I was trashing down fast food. I was doing everything that was unhealthy for me. I was feeling like shit, okay? Mm-hmm. Like I say, that light bulb came on to say, you know what? Look in the mirror. You are a child of God. You are a queen. You are worthy. You are perfect in God's image just the way you are that I started to transition into a different route. So it started mentally, Okay. Self-love. Back to self-love. Once I did that, fast forward, I was grinding in the gym. I was eating healthy, which I'm now a vegan, by the way. I just turned 50 years old on Friday, and mentally, physically, and visually, I'm the shit. And I don't say that in a vain way. I say that because now I am a whole woman. I'm a whole woman. I am complete. Without a man, okay? And I am pouring back into others. I am helping women 
around the Sound world. Like you need to marry me, Jeanette. Uh uh-uh. uh, well, my cousin, cousin, you know we come from a vain, cousin, you know we come from a vain family now. So, but you cousin, know, I have to tell you this. <laughs> no, I have to tell you this. I family. Cousin, and this is the honest to God's truth. I downplay myself because I don't want to. Just like the other day, I had my party. My friends, they'll have two girlfriends that would not take a picture by me. Uh, Uh I'm not taking a picture with two looking like that. So Uh I've downplayed myself for years. Like, people tell me, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go go there with you, girl, because you always get all the attention. I used to downplay myself. I used to not get as cute as I wanted, you know, that I could have Uh gotten. Well, you know, the I'll tell you what's later, right? Oh, you said, what's your name? I'll tell so you later. With me, I'm, I'll have to say that I am wholeheartedly humble because I've even raised my son to be a humble man. Um, right. I don't like I don't like vanity. So I have to, I balance her and I no. love you, but I have to like. No, what I, said was, what I said was, our, we come from a vain family because people didn't uh-huh. realize women in our family were very beautiful but yet they didn't know what to do with it, and they still suffered from low self-esteem. Now, Mr. Hamilton, right. I was, when you said he that, was I was married, ready to say Yeah, Mr. Hamilton, right tell you, he was married to me when I was in my prime, and I didn't even know what I looked like. He wow. knew what <laughs> I was in elementary, he though. You knew were very strong. Mother, he knew what You, you remember the title, Lucy? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't even know that that because that was before I looked like I ate somebody. But I didn't know what <laughs> I looked like. I can relate to that because I, got a question you, for you. You I was there too. I didn't even realize it. So because you know we why we didn't. Well, I don't know about for you, cousin, but for me, why I think I didn't realize it is because of women. Like guys mm-hmm. would tell me, like, the girls you hang with, they don't like you. They're jealous. They would ask, like, there was this one guy, he's like, there was this one girl. Why? Why you like her? Cause she liked him. It was stuff like that, and that's why today, to this day, I don't do women. Mhm. You know what? It's funny you know, that you keep, when you saying that at our when, you, when you said that I was going to tell you, I was watching Iyana Von Zant, um, Iyana Fix My Life, and your girl Lisa Ray was on there with her relationship with her mother. I'm like, I need to get in touch with her because I could have helped them out. Really, very much, even though Yama did a good job, but a lot of times when they look at attractive women, men think that they got it all together. The woman do, and exactly. that's not always the case. Men are And yeah, I didn't know. You, let me tell you, from coming from a woman. Okay, let me tell you. Like I said, I am 5'11". Women don't like men who will not step up. I will talk to a guy that's five feet tall if he has the courage to come up to me. I will Thank go on a date with him. Because I don't agree. So many men are intimidated by women, and then when they get to know you, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I thought you were stuck up. You are hella cool. You cool as a fan, you know." Or they'll go through their friends. If you are a man, you step to that woman if you find her interesting. Well, interesting. I'm gonna give you. Jeanette was a tomboy as a kid, but she was a lady. Look at her today. I was saying, that was me, cousin. <laughs> no, nah, Jeanette was super tomboy. <laughs> she did anything we did, she could do. That was me, oh my God. But, but to look at her 40 years later, you know, and then, like Mr. Hamilton, I got an issue with people who make Facebook their platform. 
Mm-hmm. I, I agree know, with that. Enough, Facebook is definitely my platform because I get 90% of my clients through social media. Well, send mm-hmm. me a picture. Let me see you. Let me be sure. Right, if you want to, right you can direct into my Facebook or my Instagram. Rodney, Rodney, if you see her picture, you're going to lose your mind. So leave, leave, leave it alone, Rodney. Leave it alone. Well, I'm, praying, I'm praying to the Lord to send me somebody that I'm going to lose cousin, my mind. Cousin, that might be a client. You know, cousin. Uh-huh. That could be a potential client for me. Okay. So All right. I'll send one okay, cousin, cousin, I will send him your picture, okay? I will send him your picture. So another thing is when we start talking about self-love, don't be afraid to let go of toxic people. A lot of times what happens is not everybody takes responsibility for the energy that they put into the world. If there's someone who's bringing toxicity into your life they and they don't take responsibility for it, that might mean, mean you need to step away. A lot of times we see individuals in domestic violent relationship, unhealthy relationship, and part of it is because they lack the love for themselves and they're waiting for someone to give them something that they can literally give themselves. And they don't it even wasn't in the home, though. It wasn't in the home. It just wasn't, Jeanette. It just because it, it, wasn't, it wasn't in the home. The I must home. love this, but... Rodney, it, it, just because... Let me, let me say this. Just because it wasn't in the home doesn't mean that we have to let that be our crutch. Our parents didn't know any better. So therefore, we now have to figure it out. Yeah, hey, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, we can't. But you have to be also in the cycle. That little smart grandson of yours, he's doing pretty good. Yes, he is, and and I commend my daughter for that because my daughter is working her best on him. But you know what my grandson says sometimes? I don't want to be alone. I'm like, what the hell do you mean you don't want to be alone? You're poor. Can I come here? I want somebody so to you, love And you learn from me. Correct. But the thing is, part of that is we're trying to teach him to self-regulate his emotions so that he won't be dealing with that or feeling that kind of way. And, D, you know how his daddy was. We thought with Reggie, and look how my mother did Reggie as a kid growing up. You know? Yep. And you I used, used to, to tell be your mother. What did you say, D? I said, yes, I remember your mom, your son. I remember I used to talk to about it. She was like, that's my grandson. You didn't want to hear no advice. <laughs> no, and then just made my son a hot mess. But he looked like he got it all together. And he finds women with yep. low self-esteem, low self-worth, and he don't even realize it. So, but we can't continue to blame, right? I mean, there comes a point in time where we have to own our stuff, take responsibility for it, and we do the best we can with what we got. That's all we can do. And that's how we grow. That is definitely how we grow. So, I'm telling you, I was afraid to tell myself I love myself. I was afraid. Ain't I was nobody afraid. Did I thought this you? all... There's so much stuff I've done in my life, just bad stuff. You know, for a long time, I thought I was headed to hell with gasoline draws on. But see, Rodney, that's but, where you get to the point where you got to learn to forgive yourself. That's why I you got to learn how to even, I still don't understand that method. How do I forgive myself? I wake up every day, and I, I'm telling you, I've been hearing this from 
every counselor's therapist, how do you forgive yourself? Easy. You know what, Rodney? Rodney, 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 you need to find you. Rodney, you need to find you a better therapist. Yes, cousin. I don't have one now. I've been trying to make you my therapist. (laughs) Okay, Rodney, I'm sending you her picture. If you check your messenger, go to messenger. You can see what my cousin looks like. I just sent it to you. I'm not gonna look while I'm on uh on no, the call. No, go look now. Look, you might as well look now. Take a look, Rodney. Take a look. Take a peek. Take a peek. Oh my God! Isn't that <laughs> the little skinny little shrimp when she was little? Cousin, what she was skinny? Is that the one that thought she was too skinny? Yes. And started eating all that churchy chicken. <laughs> yes, that's her. Girl, you look dynamic. <laughs> Super. So, you know, what, year, what year? Is this twenty years ago? No, that was recent. That was recent. That was just the other week. She said it's on her birthday. God, I'm gonna do wonder. You are <laughs> super duper. So again, don't be afraid to let toxic people go. Also, process your fears. A lot of times, in order to learn yourself. You have to basically, when we're talking about feeling afraid, is natural, but don't be So you got to um, understand or try to understand your fears because one of the things is we're talking about forgiveness, Rodney. Forgiveness right. is a part of it, and we can talk about that a little bit, but you also, in regards to self love, is you have to trust yourself to make good decisions for yourself. A lot of times we put our faith, we put our trust in other people because we don't trust ourselves. Cousin, can you speak on that a little bit about trusting yourself well, to wanna, make good decisions for yourself? I want to go back to um, try and um, answer the question that he asked about how does, how does he forgive himself. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodney, right? Yes, ma'am. Rodney Lauderdale. Okay. Are you um, a spiritual man? Do you believe in God? Preacher. I'm sorry? Man of God. Preacher. Credentials to pastor of church. Okay. I'm so, still working on me. I need a therapist. I don't want to go and no, leave. It's not good. But we have to. Uh, the Bible, that's our roadmap because especially if you have a relationship with Christ, you you know that he said he forgives us of any sin that we commit as long as we repent. So if God can forgive us for a multitude of sins as long as we repent and change our ways, then you should be able you should work on uh, uh, forgiving yourself as well. Okay, right. and that goes to the yeah. next one. That goes into being kind to yourself. And I'm going to speak on that a little bit. But let me log on the next caller because i got a caller calling in. Number ending at 68. Welcome to Precious Pigments. How are you doing? Hi. Hi, this is Jeanette. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. What do you want to say as we talk about self-love? Because I want to share some more information. But what do you want to add to the show in regards to what we're talking about? Yeah, I want to talk about this is that the way God sees us, the way God sees us, he's looking at a picture frame, and that picture frame is a heart with his son 
there. And when he sees Amen. his son, he sees each and every one of us because we're part of the body, which he is Lord. He's king of who you are. He's not something else. It's not anybody else. It's him. And if you've got your eyes on him and you're worshiping him and he's good to you, then you're going to be giving back to him because what he's given to you is multiplying. And if it's multiplying, then you have the benefits of what he's doing through your life. So I think it's all about a relationship with him and not worrying about what you're doing because if he's doing what he's doing right now, then you don't have to worry. God is good all the time, not just when you feel like it, but all the time. Got you. But you know what, Wet Busy? I'm going to say this. I hear what you're saying, and it is a relationship with your higher power, and it's knowing that he loves you, but you also got to love yourself because we got a lot of individuals. Exactly. Exactly. We got a lot of preachers I, that still struggle with spiritual and physical part. And love so when we start talking about that, D, I keep muting your background noise, D, because you got a lot of background noise going on. Another thing is be kind to yourself. The world is full of harsh words and critics. Don't add yourself to the mix. A lot of times we get caught up because we start talking about ourselves because other people talk about us. Like I tell people about when I was a kid and people just teasing my big nose. I tell them now I can smell everything. A client could come in <laughs> and look at them and tell them they hot. They'd be like, how you know how to smell? So the same thing that people use to try to is the same thing that I use now as my benefit because I yeah, had yeah, to yeah, learn yeah. how to love myself. So even right. there are some takeaways with that when we talk about self. You got to start with you. Don't. I mean, give yourself what you want to give somebody else, you know, and that's not being selfish. It's putting you first. You have to learn yeah, how to you, love yourself. But you, but hey, you gotta cousin, really is there an other, another 916 call on besides me? No, no, there isn't. If they want to call in, tell them they can call in at 516-387-1914. Yeah, I, I, they just asked. I just texted it. No, I, I don't see another one. Okay. I think a big problem people have now is I not knowing how to love themselves first. What did you say? Google this word. Okay, D, I didn't hear what you said. I, just, I, said, I think a bigger problem now is that people don't actually know how to love themselves and to put themselves first in order to move forward. Well, see, that takes practice, and it's a choice. See, a lot of times we deal with a lot of regret. We deal with a lot of um, not only regret, a lot of guilt. Some people feel guilty. You know, when you're on an airplane, and they, okay, let me say this, Rodney, cause, and then I'll let you speak. And we understand that it comes from childhood stuff, but we can only hold on to that until we get work through it. We don't get over it, but we can't get through it, and it no longer becomes a crutch once we get through it. But when you're on an airplane and that person is standing there giving you the instructions, they don't tell you to put the mask on other people before you put the mask on yourself. Right. So they tell you that. 
You got to be first. You know, it's well, not being always to love me. I can't tell you to write me. If I want to tell you I love you, I want to be with you, but for the rest of your life, but I'm walking around talking about I'm so depressed, I'm so ugly, I'm so this. Why would you right. believe what I tell you if I don't even believe in myself? So we get caught yeah, up but- in these different things. And that's what we need to be careful with that. You practice this. Positive affirmation is one way. Speak wisdom. Speak life into yourself. You know, well, I thought self-love was a fancy car selling drugs, plenty of money. I thought just like I was looking at this thing where this lady was saying the only examples of self-love that she'd heard of was bubble baths and treating yourself to shopping. See, I can relate to that. You know, I can relate to that. Uh, I didn't even understand my marriage when I was in it. I swear to God. I, I don't know how the heck I went through it, but I did. And I got a beautiful daughter that's successful today. Matter of fact, she's a professional soccer player. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the things I'm just saying that we lived in a neighborhood. We was consumed. How could self-love get root when you watch some people get killed every day? You live in the street. Rodney, Rodney, I get it. But by that same token, Rodney, we can't stay there. We can't stay there. There's nothing we can do about that. So hate is just as powerful as love, Jeanette. I understand that. But the problem is hate is more powerful than love. It so is, and I didn't want to admit it. That ain't right. And hate can consume you. So we have to learn no. to be more consumed with love. We can talk about all okay. that stuff that grew up, that happened Wait. to us from elementary to junior high to high school, but it's not going to get us nowhere today if we don't love ourselves. That's why so many people died early because they was lacking things. That's all they knew. It's okay to visit, but it's not okay to stay there. So one this of the things is we have to serve people. We what? So love you know, yourself is not always serving people. No, it's not. Well, you can't serve people, but you can't serve if you can't serve yourself. How can I pour? I know. I've been doing it. I've been doing it. But I want to say this, honey. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. Okay. I want you to think about this, Rodney. I'm a therapist, okay? I'm educated, trained, I'm licensed. How can I do therapy with you if I haven't done my own work? Right. How can I teach you to love you if I hate me? Uh, hey, D, can you mute your background noise, please? One of the things yes. you have to do is start each day by telling yourself something really positive. How do you handle it? It just what? seems so not real. But it be okay. If you don't want to believe it, that's for you. I started off by yeah. saying the one thing I'm not gonna do is get rid of my childhood home in Compton because I know people want the real estate, they want the property. I had to learn to not hate the city to realize it was the people in the city that was causing the problem in the city. So therefore, you have to change your perception and your views of things. So if you I'll say that this is so not real, okay, let, let me say this, cousin, I'm going to let you go on there. Rodney, you said you was a preacher. You said you could open right. up a church ministry. 
How you going to feed your flock if you ain't fed? Right. So therefore, if it's uh, not real, I'm working on what, what, that is the process. I'm working as God has given me utterance and wisdom. That is what I'm working on I, for my you leadership. You it's, it's tough. It's just, I'm haunted by a past that just. But okay, well, Rodney, just like Rodney, there you just said it. You haunted. It's like a ghost. Once you face your fears, you ain't scared of Casper no more. Once you deal with that baggage, it can't bother you. If somebody come to me and they say Jeanette did this back in the day, Jeanette did that back in the I laugh at them because it don't have the power over me because I forgave myself. I love I myself. Think my issue is a lot of family members. I've been out. Three years in uh, February. What's this? I got, February, I got off federal supervision this year. February 17, I got out. Now, like family, it's like people only check on me to see if I failed yet. I don't know. I mean, right. I, Half of the, okay, Rodney, I'm going to stop you there. We can go and we can talk about this in a different setting. But yeah, this is, sometimes family don't know no better, Rodney. They don't know no better. And if that's what you're using, it, you got to teach yourself. Start with you. Start with your higher power. And sometimes you got to surround yourself with people who love and encourage you. Let them remind you just how amazing you are. I couldn't get a lot of stuff from family. If it was up to my family, they don't give a flying food sometimes about what's going on in my life. Now, I do have family members like my cousin that's on the line now, my auntie Samantha call in, but my sisters don't listen to my show. They don't support or encourage, but that don't stop me from doing what I'm doing. And that don't make it. They can't make me because they they can't break me because they didn't make me. They don't know no better. I can't expect for them to to love me if they don't love themselves. So I'm not not even mad at them because I understand. Because what was you about to say in regards to that when we talk about surrounding yourself with people who love you and encourage well, you. You, kinda, you really, you really, I'm going to start, I'm just going to start calling you twin because you really kind of just said everything that I was going to say. The only thing I have to um, include in that is to let Rodney know that your thoughts become your reality and we have trillions of cells in our bodies. So, and your cells hear you. Okay. So that, that, you know, that, the law of attraction, the things that you speak, the things that you think are the things that's going, that you're going to attract. So even with this conversation, if you're constantly being cynical about changing of the mindset, your mindset is never going to change no matter how much counseling you get because at the end of the day, your body is receptive and your cells are receptive to your thoughts. So you have to condition your mind to just start speaking things, looking in the mirror, just feeding yourself positive thoughts. I'm like, when you feel like you're getting sick, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm getting sick, you know, they end up getting yeah. sick. It's like that, that, that control your life. So you have control over your thoughts and over your, your cells in your body. So you have to force yourself. If you find it hard, challenge yourself daily to, to, to do some self-help, whether it be listening to a motivational speaker that you can relate to. And if you need some, um, I could give Jeanette a few that, you know, just listen to, even though, let's say you, when I get up in the morning every single day, first of all, I show gratitude and give thanks to the most high, right? Then Amen. I pour into my body what the nutrients that it needs 
to wake up my immune system and to wake my brain up and to get me going in order to deal with the people that I have to deal with throughout the day. So first and foremost, take care of yourself, and then you will be more open to be able to take care of people that you've got to come in contact with uh, throughout the day. But, um, yeah, just like I say, uh, read the word. You know, Lord, give me the strength, you know, to be uh, to, to, to love myself. Just ask him. Talk to God like you talk to your homeboys. You ain't got to sit down in no long prayer, get on your knees. You don't have to do all that. You can talk to God just like we're on the phone talking right now. You can talk to God with a simple thought, you know, that's going through your mind. But you have to do it. You have to do the work in order to reap the benefits, right? right. So my challenge is just daily or just at night. This is another thing that I do. Before I go to bed at night, I write down my intentions for the next day. So when you write things down and you're crystal clear of what you want and what the direction that you want to go through, you have to write it down. Because a thought without action is just a thought. But if you write it down, you're making baby steps towards it. You're going to get progress. It's inevitable. And I mean, you know what? And this is the thing, Rodney. It's not easy. But I'm going to tell you one thing that got me through is I learned that people didn't know no better. And even when I'm reminded of our past, of things that have happened, I'm able to push forward because I have no there are some things that I probably would have done differently, but I'm not going to beat myself up over it, and I'm not going to let nobody hold me back or hold me down. And you have to go and you got to look forward. You got to move forward. Like she said, you got to do the work. You got to do the work. Otherwise, it's like back in the day when we were kids and we see Wyandos sitting on the corner. I love talking to Wyandos because they had some interesting stories. And it ain't that they just didn't love themselves. They found a way to self-medicate their pain. And we all yeah. got unresolved pain, unresolved, some trauma. We got, but we got to work through it. We got to work through it. That's where it looks like some individuals are doing better than others because they learn how to pour and invest in themselves. Mr. Hamilton, oh, you got anything? Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, cousin? I'm just out here getting older. I feel young. Uh, my spirit and, 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 and God is just dealing with, I don't know, maybe living in Vegas, a lot of things. I didn't want to come back here, you know, uh, not to get off the subject. Uh, I'm really trying to learn to love myself. I'm not talking about in appearance because that's a normal. I'm talking it's an internal thing. It ain't even like stuff I need to let go. It's just stuff that just, it's like. Rodney, Rodney, Rodney. That's where you keep talking about. Rodney, there are some things you need to let go. I hear it. There are some things you got to work through. I hear it. You see, but this is the thing. Even players can get played. Game recognize game. So sometimes yeah, you take game on the road and then you run into another person that put a stop in that because they could see it, they could hear it. And see, sometimes people throw love around like it's going to get them what they want, but it depends on who you're talking to. Because when you feel with a person that loves themselves and they know it and they know what love is, they ain't going to tolerate that mess. So we got to clean up our space. We got to clean it up. And it starts with loving yourself. When you get comfortable with that person in the mirror, you know, I tell anybody, in order to be in a relationship, you got to be relational. 
a lot of times people <laughs> won't be willing to give nobody else. They want somebody to well, give it to them. It don't work like that. Mr. Hamilton, anything you have to say? Because I know we done went over the time. I done got all passionate and running my mouth, and I know I got to do a therapy session. I, I agree with your point of view, and I also would state that when you're trying to find love in yourself or whatnot, there's no better answer than digging deep into the Word. Mm-hmm. If you dig deep into the Word and have your faith, it will bring you the answers that you seek. Correct, but you, as you dig it, you got to believe. Faith without work. That's what I said. you got to have the faith. you got to believe. A lot of times people are talking, but they ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're talking, and it's going to show in you. Right, right, Your right. Show, it's going to show in you. Because anything you want the listeners to know before we end the show. about a person beholding himself in the mirror. You know, you're right. What you think? No, is there anything you want the listeners to know before we end the show today? Well, I need a therapist, and uh, I might fire you, Jeanette, because relatives sound on point. <laughs> Rodney, no, trust me. I, I don't Rodney, agree. Rodney, 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 you don't have to fire me, Rodney. I resign, but she will tear no, your butt. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you, you, you have the right person. Hey, now, if you want to get safe, you want to get healthy, then I'm your girl. But this topic, Jeanette got you covered. <laughs> I just want to be a better man. Oh, God. He said, I want to be a better man. Rodney, you got to believe you're going to be a better man, but you got to put all your BS aside. So, but the thing is, and okay, so interesting topic. We didn't get a lot to t- a chance to talk about a lot of the stuff that I wanted to talk about. I said I wanted to hear your thoughts, yeah. Rodney. I, I commend you for calling in and sharing and being honest because I you were very honest in what you were saying, and I, I commend you for that. And um, there are some therapists out there. I don't know where you're at right now, right now. I don't know if you're in the L.A. area. I don't know if you're in California. I don't know where you're at because you was in Vegas. You know I'm still in San City trying to get out of here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, got you. Okay. So I'm the only therapist in, in Vegas, but I do know some therapists up in L.A. But if you go to or you contact, like, BetterHelp is one of them, they can, you can do online therapy. There is help out there. You know, because when you're talking about self-esteem, self-respect, it's very important. Cousin, what were you going to say? I'm going to say two things. First, I have a question for you. Why are you referring to someone else? I'm sorry? No, this is for you, Cousin. Why are you referring him to someone else? Oh, he's not my therapist. I mean, I'm not his therapist. He was just saying because I could tell that he needs some help. So he was just saying that. Right, you're his help. Why do you know you don't want me to She's, she's been very inspirational in my life as far as one that can relate and understand better than most people because she hood, like she said. She knows, and I'm, I'm happy that she went on to do what she did because we need that. Our community needed, especially these millennials. Mm-hmm. You know what, cousin? Rodney has been knowing me since we were in elementary school, and then I didn't hear from Rodney for a very, 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 very long time. And so, like I said, Rodney remembers the old Jeanette of being up until, like, high school. And so, him reconnecting with Sitting on her porch at her mama's house. (laughs) I feel like, and this is my opinion, I feel like 
because you guys have a history, I feel like you would be the therapist who would be able to peel off those layers that he needs to peel off because it goes as deep-rooted. So because you guys have that history, you may just be that person to be able to slowly and gently help him peel those layers back. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm gonna say but there's a thing when you're talking about professional therapy, it's a little different. It's called dual relationship. Mm-hmm. We don't have that type mm-hmm. of relationship where it can be considered a dual relationship, but it's working with uh-huh. anything that I know that will be living or coming from Compton or no matter where they grew up at. I, I work with individuals uh-huh. from all walks of life. Now, let's say, right. for example, if we were close, close, close friends like that, that would be an issue because it would be considered a dual relationship and boundaries could yeah. be a problem. Yeah. So, therefore, in my profession versus in your profession, it's two totally different things. So, uh-huh. if it was a stranger, so if it was that to that degree, I would have to refer out because that's considered okay. a dual relationship. And you right. have what's right. called okay. transference and counter-transference. Now, I don't struggle with a lot of counter-transference issues because I'm okay with who I am, what I've experienced, and things of that nature, where sometimes it has been questioned with Jeanette, how do you get to work with people like this? How do you not take it personal? How can you, because that kind of, it don't bother me. So I don't work mm-hmm. my issues out through other people, but I had a person tell me once before, they said, Jeanette, you give us hope. Jeanette, so for Rodney mm-hmm. to talk about the way me being a town girl, a tomboy, and growing up, and for him to know how I was then versus where I'm at now, it's like I was talking to Pat the other day, and Pat said, you know what, Jeanette? I've never heard nobody say nothing bad about you. I've never heard. Never. He was like, I was talking to so-and-so and so-and-so because I never put myself out there like that. So Rodney, as uh, well as some of the other individuals that, that he know or we know since we were five years old, they don't, I've, I've always been the smart one, the tomboy, the this, the that. So they've always respected me to where I always viewed respect over love. I never asked them to love me, but they have a love for me because they was, they respected me. Now, would you agree with that or not, Mr. Rodney? I totally agree with you. I just think environmentally it had a major impact, and if the impact was so powerful, it still affects me today. Being losing loved ones, that's a whole nother topic. But all I want, according to God's word, is that success. And that's what I'm still after. I've been struggling with menial jobs. I've been out of prison three years and ten months. I can get a job, and soon they pull my background up. I don't have a pleasant background. I got casino robberies and bank robberies. And when they see that, they walk me right out. They walk me out. This is the thing, Rodney. Rodney, this is the thing. Sometimes if you don't have a job, you create a job. You don't let that view you as a handicap. I remember sometimes you overqualified for things. You kind of believe in yourself. That's where the self-love comes from. You don't do I just left. I was just up north around Sacramento and between Sac and Reno. I was working for Tesla. Tesla just pulled, pulled my background up. I was making twenty two fifty. Man, they just escorted me right out of Rodney, back in Vegas. Rodney, Rodney, it could be embarrassing. It could be heartbreaking. Rodney, I've been walked out of a job. Rodney, I was walked out of a job one time. The person told me I got fired three times in one year. 
And when I got fired three times in one year, I went and bought me a corporation and started my own company. And the same people that walked me out. Rodney, I don't know about all that. Rodney, I don't know about all that. Together on the phone, Jeanette, in the last three years. Rodney, you don't know about that, Rodney. Every time, because you know why? I be overqualified. I'm intimidating. So I go look for a job, and I own two corporations with five locations. People be like, why are you still looking for a job? Because I know that I could be an asset, and I can learn something. So I'm very humble, and I try to go to other places and help them, whether it's working with the military culture, whether it's working within the criminal justice system. And I don't need to be looking for a job, but I have. And I've been fired before, too. But I laugh now. I laugh at it. But I'm able to learn something. So I'm going to say this, and we're going to end the show, Rodney. I want you to think about this. What did you learn? Don't be bitter. Because like you said, your past has to do with bank robberies and casino robberies. When you was out there doing what you're doing, there was consequences. There's still consequences, whether it's good or bad. You take what you learn, you take that experience, and you turn into the man that God has designed you to be. When you talk about success, Success don't have nothing to do with how much money you got in your bank account or what your house and your cars look like. I tell individuals it's based upon how successful you can help other people to become by pouring into them. So you got to change your mindset. And it got to be more about love, not about hate, not about bitterness, not about what people did, who walked away from me. Who, that will keep you stuck and fixated. Right. We've done a great job. Have you looked into trucking? I'm sorry. Have you looked into trucking? Hold on, let her talk, Jeanette. She, you say? she did. She said, "Have you looked into trucking?" She have said, "Have you have looked, looked into trucking?" trucking? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going back uh, next month. Okay. I'm going back, but I don't want to drive trucks. I'm gonna try and go and drive city buses. Okay. See when we get that when we get that I don't got you. But when we get that I don't want to. But see, Rodney, you set yourself up. When you're talking about driving for the city or city bus, they do background checks and all of that stuff too. Even working for the school district as a bus driver, you got people that when you talk about driving a truck, you got people driving local. They're not driving cross country. They're doing local runs. They still making six digit figures. So yeah, but I drove. That's just not for me, we, man. I drove them eighteen with I don't even like doing the pre-inspection on them trucks. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But you gotta find what's gonna work for you. Because I always say, when we say we can't, we ain't. So she put it out there because there's a lot of individuals. They have jobs that are felony friendly. That they know people got felonies, but they're I, not gonna I'll put them. I'll find it and send it to you. Okay. Yeah, they, but see, but yeah. the thing is this, they look at personalities, they look at character because something still be in people until people get, until they get, get it out of their system. So they're not going to take a person that got a certain background in this and put them in this position because it could be a trigger, you know? Well, so, one, thing, one thing I do admit, Jeanette, that 15 years affected my life, man. I'm quite sure it did. I'm quite I sure it did. Nobody's denying day, that. They don't my door. It's just a mental thing, but. And, and I know I ain't got to wait no 15 years to get past this on the street. Mm-hmm. But well, a lot of my thoughts, man, a lot of my everything is still kind of, I'm not institutionalized, none of that. But I, I realize the struggle is real. 
Got you. But let me say this. Man. Let me say this, Rodney. We don't have See, to be Rodney, in an institution like that, to be no, institutionalized. You can what never you be in. I said you don't have to be in an institution to be institutionalized. It's mm. a Many people have a prison mindset and they never even been to prison. That part. Our has most people institutionalized. Well, what I'm in, what I'm looking for right now, that I want to go do, that I could get in, is some kind of customer service. I want to go. I need to go and get at least thirty days on the computer, and all the libraries are closed. I can't find a school to get into, but I need to get brushed back up to get at least forty words a minute to get back to fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour. You get it. But I'm dealing with reality stuff you just here. Said your background, how are you going to get in on a job doing customer service? Well, in Vegas, call centers are easier to get into than anything, to be truthful. Okay. okay. All right. Well, again, it goes back to utilizing your resources. Utilizing your resources. I would say, Rodney, to contact an organization that has like what's called a second chance. And they work with individuals to help them to reacclimate back into different types of society jobs. Because, I mean, I have clients that have backgrounds that, ooh, Lord Jesus, and they're making all kind of money, working for the union, working for They're doing a lot of different things, but you got to get your mind right. So I'm going to end the show because we know we're way over our time. I want to thank those that were listening at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Remember, help is available. There are people out there that care. And when a person helps you, it doesn't always have to be financial. It could be a prayer. It could be advice. It could be support comes in a lot of ways. But you also have to know what you want, know what you need, realize the difference, and also provide yourself some of the support that you're waiting on other people to give you. Don't wait right. for others to do what you can do for yourself. And when you're talking to yourself, listen to yourself. A lot of times we don't even hear ourselves. So, so we it's okay to talk to yourself? Yes, it's okay to talk to yourself. I don't know. That's what I was talking Yes, cousin. This is Rodney, also you can, you can get, get you a computer. You can self-teach yourself at home. There's programs where you could do typing and things like that. Well, when I get in a position to go get one, that's where my goal, but here's another thing. I got chosen. I got called to go be a... Don't laugh. I might be the next Samuel Jackson or Denzel. They called me to come be an extra tomorrow. We'll go do it. For a commercial. We'll do it. I got to do it. I ain't got no other income coming in. I'm going you know out there. I'm aware of too. Individuals that are going into acting, and that you know how to do. You know how to fake the funk. You can do I'm that. Go you clean shave and put a suit on tomorrow. You can do well at that. You can play V-Cast in several different roles. But when you have to go get your, what do you call it, um, cousin, the actor's screen guild card and all of that, don't make up no excuses. Don't talk your way out of a job or out of a role, but you got to be teachable. You got to be coachable. They're always looking for people that they can work with. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Well, I'm hoping this, this me. Like what you just did right there. Like, don't laugh, don't this, don't that. You're self-doubting yourself right there. You should have just said, oh, by the way, you guys, guess what? 
tomorrow I actually do have an uh, opportunity for this, that, that, and the other. Do it with confidence. Don't, don't, oh, well, don't laugh because that right there, you just brought yourself down. And that shows that you don't believe in yourself. Yeah, it's a scripture that says the power of life and death is in the tongue. So mm-hmm. I'm learning. I, I swear I'm better than what I was yesterday. And okay. I'm better than what I was before this call. So Good. I, Good. I, I Cousin, we did our job. Cousin, we did our job. The man said I'm better than what I was before this call. You know what? That's why I do what I do. That right there. That right there. It was, a, it was a couple of words that 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 triggered something within me from listening. Because I know I'm capable. I know I it's just I don't know, it's just that ghost keeps coming up on me, man. Hey man. if you have a partner or you maybe want to get like a mentor. Um, whether it be like an online mentor, when I say online, I mean someone, let's say like uh, Les Brown, somebody that you can listen to, that you can, you know, because most of these motivational speakers, they have a history. Okay. Like, oh, you can get a life coach, and a life coach can help coach him through some of these things. Right. But in the meantime, he he has access to all these free life coaches and mentors. Because everybody's just putting stuff out online. Mm-hmm. Like, Les Brown, he's my mentor. Like, this man is a billionaire. He's my mentor. He don't know me from a can of paint, but he's one of my mentors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so like I Art Slayton. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a Les Brown. I, could have, I read his books while I was in prison, and mm-hmm. I, I, I followed Les Brown from way back. He married yeah, somebody. Yeah, there's a lot of good mentors out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to say tomorrow because I got two topics. One of them is having a weight of the world on your shoulders, or realizing Ooh. what you were born to do. So it's going to be one of those mm. topics. Tomorrow. And then the other one was they don't understand your favor. So I think I'm going to go with the they don't understand your favor. So I'm going to talk about that tomorrow because we talk about favor. Favor is not always fair. But by that same token, we got to make sure that we're in line and we're balanced. So I want to thank you. I know we went over our time today, but it was very important as we talked about this, because like I said, this is a topic that many individuals struggle with. And Rodney, I'm glad that we even took the time to help you process this, because when we talk about self-love, it starts with self. And the one thing you learn is not about being selfish, because you got to love you. And that's very important. Okay, and you got to work, Rodney. Good luck tomorrow. You can do it if you put your mind to it. Okay, all right. Again, thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Till tomorrow. Remember, you got this. Thank you. Bye, 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 Bye. I love you all. Thank you.